You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are very excited to do the post-game analysis of Arizona's win over Oregon tonight, 84-81. It was a thrilling game. It was probably one of those ones you want to see again late night on ESPN. Um, But we'll just dive in with, we kind of had a feeling this had the potential to be close. But why was that the case tonight? Yeah, so... And Tommy Lloyd said it after the game, like after Oregon got blown out against ASU and Altman pulled what Sean Miller used to do, which was go to the media and kind of be like, oh, they're not listening to me. They're not buying in. You knew that he'd have full buy-in and they would come and and come out and play hard. Um, What we didn't necessarily know is uh, a couple of guys that don't normally play as well would step up on Oregon and become dominant human beings. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, the first one is Quincy uh, Guerrier with 21 points, 6 of 11 for 3, right? He has 33s all season going into this game. He hit 20% of his season 3s or so in this game. He is a 30% 3-point shooter over his 4-year career or whatever it is. Uh, tonight he was Steph Curry. I mean, it was it's stupid. pretty incredible. Um, and then uh, Dante, uh, 15 rebounds, 13 points. And Tommy said after the game that... He thinks that the jumper that Dante hit late in the game was the first jumper he's hit all year. It might be. I've watched a lot of Oregon. Um, so those two guys just, you know, stepping up. Will Richardson we kind of knew would be good, but uh, Oregon came out like gangbusters, and, you know, they're, they're hitting threes left and right, um, 50% for three in the first half, and they cooled off uh, eventually. But um, overall, you know, Oregon just they, – they play really hard. Uh, I give credit for Dana Altman. You know, Oregon has two bigs. Not a lot of teams are able to go as big in the front court. And in that high-low offense that Arizona usually runs um, just wasn't able to be successful. Arizona had to find points elsewhere. Um, and that's, you know, what they were able to do. Um, you look at Arizona, 11 of 19 from the free throw line. Uh, didn't rebound as well. Got out-rebounded by a team. It should have out-rebounded. Oregon had 11 offensive rebounds for 17 second-chance points. So you take a look at it, 17 second-chance points and then 18 points off turnovers. So 35 of Oregon's points were basically off bad play by Arizona and and stuff that it needs to clean up. And when you have that, you know, and also game day, that type of atmosphere, Oregon needs a win to get back in the tournament. They're out um, after losing to ASU, so they can get right back in if they beat Arizona. Um, You know, this isn't an awful team. Like we said, it wasn't a bad team. It was just super inconsistent. And had Oregon and Dana Allman had a good quote out the game. He goes, you know, our fans should be frustrated because had we play like this all season, they'd be top three in the Pac-12. They'd be a tournament lock. And that's what happens. And now they go and, and face the L.A. schools and they'll probably play that crap one game and win the other. But, um, you know, I, I actually give more credit to Oregon than taking away from Arizona. I just thought Oregon played really well. Yeah, it's really difficult to fathom beating Oregon when they're playing like that and Arizona still won. Just goes to show the elite level that Arizona is is at and can actually play up to and exceed. Um, but what do wins like this do for Arizona moving forward? Yeah, I mean they're they're huge because like you mentioned, like they took Oregon's best shot. 
Yep. That that was Oregon's best shot. I'm convinced of that. I don't think Oregon can play much better. 46% the field. They don't make free throws, so naturally they go 10 of 11 from the free throw line, missing the one at the end because, again, you're eventually you return back to the norm. But um, Arizona shot 53% against a defense that, like like I said in the, the pregame, uh, would throw everything at Arizona. They press, they trap, zone, man, all that. Um, and eventually you need games like this. Like it, beating the crap out of all the opponents is great. But when it comes to late February and March, you're not beating the crap out of teams anymore. And that's what Tommy said after the game. He goes, like, these games are close now, guys. Teams aren't blowing. If you look around college basketball today, Auburn lost to Florida, you know, and uh, there's other games throughout. Tennessee lost to Arkansas. Uh, there's going to be other ones. You, It is very rare to see blowouts between two good teams. I was going to say, because ASU did a yeah, job and, on Yeah, and, and when State I mean, like, like UCLA beat you know, Washington by 100 today because Washington's really bad. But you're not going to see um, good teams, you know, getting blown out mostly. And I know that sounds silly after Oregon and all that, but I kind of explained Oregon. But these games, for the most part, I should say, are going to be tough, difficult games. And Arizona's got to get used to that. And what we've seen is that, generally speaking, I don't count Tennessee because the refs cheated. I've, I'm still on that. Um, Arizona, late in games, is really good. UCLA came back at McHale. Arizona closed them out. On the road at Illinois, Arizona closed them out. Tonight against Oregon, Arizona closed them out. And when you're able to close out a team, it is a big deal. And so what this teaches us about Arizona is that I don't even think Arizona played all that. Like, there's still stuff. Like I mentioned, you know, yeah, they shot 53%. Well, uh, they allowed 18 points off turnovers. They didn't rebound as well as they usually do. Their defense wasn't necessarily as good as it usually is but they scored 84 points and won. And I think when you win games like that and you see room for improvement, it's a good feeling to have and be able to pop in that film on, uh, on Monday and, uh, and get things going. Individually speaking, who impressed you the most tonight? Uh, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I, it's hard to pick, actually. Probably. Uh, I mean, ben, ben. Obviously, Ben is the first guy. I mean, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Didn't turn the ball over. Put the team on his back. Oregon tried everything on him. Tried to be physical. Tried to knock him down the ground and all that. Um, and just couldn't do it. He's one of the best players in the country. He showed why. Um, Dalen Terry was all over the place defensively. 13 points. Hit two threes. He becomes so much more dangerous when he's hitting those threes. Um, one turnover. Six assists. Five boards. But going back to the threes. like When he's able to hit that open jumper. Because teams have been keeping him open. They're, they're kind of slacking off them. But if he starts hitting that three, they can't do that, and that opens up so much for Arizona offensively. Um, Christian Coloco was guarding Will Richardson on a switch at the end of the game, and Will Richardson panicked and didn't know what to do. And that's probably, I, I think, I don't really know, what happened on the last possession of the game. Just pure intimidation. Christian Coloco was guarding one of the top players in the Pac-12 on the perimeter and did so successfully. There is there he, he might be the best defensive player in the country, and if he's not, uh, you know, top three, uh, you know, Azu, I, I kind of picked on him in the in the throughout the game. I thought he got pushed around a lot, but you look at his stats and he finished with 14 and seven. He had a clutch <laughs> like, right at the end there, he had that clutch um bucket that made us tie the game at 76, right? And and I do think he struggled, I, I really Good. do. I, I think he got pushed off the ball way too much. Um, one of those games, but then you're like, you know, if I told you, hey, yeah, Zoo struggled. He had 14 points in 27 minutes and seven rebounds and 
turned the ball over twice and threw in some assists. And, and Larson had some key moments, too. Yeah, Pell. I mean, look, individually, Arizona played, like, the only guy that, if you want to be picky, um, Justin Kyer was not good in the eight minutes in terms of running the offense and all that. That's why he only played eight minutes. And Umar, things look a little sped up for him. Um, you know, not awful, but they looked a little, you know, they looked a little sped up overall. Um, but Arizona's best lineup tonight was clearly uh, the starting lineup. It was a great lineup. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, you know, they didn't go to the Twin Tower lineup and all that. It was the, the starting lineup. And, uh, yeah, I mean, individually, pretty much you can point to most guys on the team tonight. You tweeted about conference awards after the game. How are they looking after tonight? Yeah, they're over. <laughs> Unlock. Here's what it is. Let me break it down. And I challenge any media member. I tweeted this to to debate me. Debate me, Shelby. Uh, ben Mathurin wrapped up the player of the year tonight, yes. as far as I'm concerned. 24 points. And, and second going to the game was Zoo. I don't think there's a third. I really You can't give it to a guy like Terrell Brown. His team sucks. And UCLA, Juzang, and Hawkeyes, they're... they're no, it's not happening. Uh, ben, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, no turnovers. It's him. He's the player of the year. Congratulations. Uh, defensive player of the year. I kind of insinuated yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, it's Coloco. I don't even know who's second. Yeah, I do. Daylon Terry is probably second. Um, the only guy that would have been able to give Daylon a run for second is probably UCLA's Jalen Clark. Had Clark been healthier and, and given more minutes. Coach of the year. It's over. It's been over. It's Tommy Lloyd. Done deal. I don't know who else would even be considered for that award. Maybe Andy Enfield. Don't care. It's Tommy Lloyd. Uh, the other stuff I don't really care about. Terrell Brown, probably most improved. Sixth man of the year. Um, I don't really care. Umar's my sixth man of the year. I will personally make him an award out of paper. But, yeah, the, the three main awards <laughs> were were wrapped up. Uh, biggest pain in the ass goes to Kirk Creese. Yeah. My man hit a three as the shot clock expired from beyond NBA range. And then turns it over on the next possession. And if you're watching at home, that was the full Kirk Risa experience. That's like that so is, frustrating. That That's like, like peak Kirk Risa. You're like, yeah, Kerr. The next play, you're like, ah, oh, Kerr. And then it's like, yeah, Kerr. And he's gonna be uh like I it he's he's fun to watch. He's a pain to watch. If you're a fan of another team, you hate his guts because oh, yeah. of the way he draw charges and flops a little bit and um, but he was fine. I thought, you know, he finished the three for eight from the field. The threes, he turned the ball over four times. But honestly, I thought he controlled the offense uh, and played probably better than the, the box score show. But the awards are over. I'm a voter, Shelby, as you know. That's how I'm voting. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet because there's like five games left. Whatever. Don't care. You want my full pack 12 teams? I'll give you those too. Yeah, just go all the way now. No, I don't know. I got to think about that. <laughs> okay. Someone tweeted after the game, they can't wait for NCAA tournament version of Kirk Risa. Yeah. She's going to be unbearable. <laughs> it is. going to be amazing. I love it. It's fun. I think it's good. It's good. You need personality in sports. Yeah, come on. We're, we were for Arizona here, kids. Like, stressful games. Like, part of our blood. Cardiac cats. We got this on My dad's like, this is too close. I'm like, no, nope, this is just a Saturday night, Dad. Yep. My dad te was texting me for two hours straight. Murdering, verbally murdering Jay Billis. It was it was pretty bad. Let me see if I could pull up the text. I got not as bad as that game we had on FS1 last week. I week, gotta see but... if I could read them without the cursing. So, <laughs> let me see. All right, these just so everyone knows, this is Jason's dad, David Shear, tweeting live at Jason during the game. Not that Jason's busy at the game watching it itself in person. Billis is gonna have a field day if you guys lose. Billis, very complimentary of Oregon first half. 
If you win, Billis will say Oregon played well enough to win, but Arizona got lucky. And then he also wondered, uh, his line of the night was, I'm confused. Does Jacob Young think that he could kick Zoo's ass? So that was when Zoo got, when he got in Zoo's face. So. And, if, you know, speaking of Kurakrisa, I, you know, some people saw it, some people didn't. He did go take his sweaty armband or wristband, and he mm-hmm. basically tossed it at Jay Billis after the game. I think Jay thought it was a joke. I'm not sure Kerr was joking. Uh, no, Kerr was <laughs> not joking. I think Kerr was a, it was a... That was a big F you. Yeah. So, great job, Kurakrisa. Um, finally, Arizona was number one seed today on the selection preview show. They were number one in the South and the number three overall. What are your general thoughts, Jason? Especially because something big happened today. Yeah, so I tweeted, I go, look, this show's awesome. I love it. But because they do it on a Saturday, it's ruined by the end of the day. Yeah, why don't you do it on a Sunday? They should absolutely have, like, just do a half an hour show on Sunday morning because Auburn, who is the second overall seed, and they're like, Arizona was third overall, really close with Auburn, super razor thin, and then Auburn loses to Florida. And Arizona beats Oregon. Well, now Arizona's the second overall. In terms of seeding, it doesn't really do a lot. Technically speaking, Arizona should have now an easier two, three, four, but they also put location into that. I think they'll stay in the south, but then they might change the, the south. Yeah, yeah, they're in the south. They'll, so maybe it would be Baylor like doesn't stay there. Right. So it would be like, oh, instead of Baylor, maybe we put in you know, another team or whatever. Um, maybe. Uh, the biggest thing now is if Arizona keeps winning and should Gonzaga lose, <laughs> Arizona's the one overall. Auburn's... In the West. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. So people have been wondering and asking this. Arizona's a lock for San Diego. It's done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at hotels tomorrow morning. We have media hotels, but I'm going to look. And I, I would suggest you guys look... There's no way. It would, Arizona would have to lose out to not play in San Diego because it's top four protected, basically. UCLA is pretty close to a lock to San Diego, although you never know if they lose a game here or there. Uh, but my guess is they're in San Diego. So Arizona's going to play in San Diego. Now, let's say Arizona gets out the first weekend. Where they are now in the south, they would be playing in San Antonio. Should they get moved to the west, they'd be playing in San Francisco. Hmm. So it's not a huge deal. There's a lot of Bay and Area Wildcat fans. It's like West or Texas. But... but I hate San Francisco. I know you do. <laughs> so I want to go to San Antonio. And uh, it's about me, damn it. Um, but San Diego's pretty much a lock. Um, you know, there's, here's the deal with that. There's not going to be a lot of movement. Like Arizona, let's say they lose two more games, right? Let's just say they lose two more games. There's still going to be a top. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply three seed. I think what happens is oftentimes 
people overreact to one loss. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, like Arizona will lose tonight. People are like, oh, Arizona's off the one seed line. No, Arizona would still be a one seed even if they lost tonight. I think people overreact. There's it, Now, there's good losses and bad losses. Like Auburn's loss to Florida, it ain't great. Florida's not very good. Um, you know, if Gonzaga loses to uh, San Francisco or St. Mary's, it's, a, it's, a, it's quote, unquote, a good loss. Like those teams are tournament teams. So if you're going to lose this time of year, you want to lose to a tournament team. Auburn lost to Florida, who was a bubble team who might be in the tournament now that they beat Auburn, ironically. But um, that's kind of what happens. And then you want to root for every team. You're at the point now, guys, where you want to root for all of the teams that Arizona's played, basically. So, like, Tennessee losing to Arkansas sucks, but it was at Arkansas, so it's not a big deal. Illinois won at Michigan State. That win at Illinois looks better and better. You want teams like Wyoming to keep winning. You want all these little teams to keep winning too because what will happen is eventually like, they can go back up to quad one. Um, what we've also learned is that the Ken Palm and the net aren't the end-all be-all. They look at them, but it's not, um, you know, it's not the end-all be-all. Like I was net or whatever is high or higher or whatever, and they're like a 10 seed right now. Like it, it, it's just it's not the end-all be-all. Um, but you still want good wins. What we also realize is that quad one wins are more important than quad one losses. And I know that kind of goes against what I just said, but you like if you're 10 and 8 in quad one, which is impossible, but let's say you're 10 and 8 in quad one, they're paying a lot more attention to that 10 than that 8. That 10 holds a lot more weight. So that's where we are now. But again, like that show should have been held tomorrow. It would have been much cooler. It changed like an hour later. <laughs> Over. Within, not even overnight. It just was silly. I will tell you, Jason had his alarm set. He was had ESPN on. He had a cup of coffee. And he, he was just, like, giddy. So when he tells you he is super excited about this stuff. I will. I do have a confession to make. Okay. I fell asleep, like, 20 minutes into game day. Uh, game day is awful. It is. The football version is awesome. I love the football version. The basketball version is stupid, and I, I don't want to get into details. I'm not allowed. I'll say that. But for game day to come to Arizona and not interview anyone on Arizona on the game day show is super dumb. Now, in a way, it's kind of cool because uh, Tommy Lloyd sat with Kylan Boswell the entire game day in the stands with, with the people, and Jack Murphy, I believe, was there, and the team was walking around handing out donuts and stuff like that. But, like, you come to Arizona, and it was like you wouldn't even know they were at Arizona. I and told you last night. I told you last podcast. Homogenized experience. So, I don't know. We'll see. They did. I did see some signs, though. They yeah. Got, some people got some signs. One of them said, Jay Billis, when are you going to say sorry? That was a good one. Yeah, the you can't spell um, um without the ducks or whatever. I can't say it, obviously. <laughs> that was a good one. Um. Yeah, now tomorrow, Sunday, at this point today, I like, you know, when I do the, my podcast, I like to put everybody on Jason Shear Upside Watch. Yep, let's do it. So let me give you a couple, Shelby. Providence at Butler. I would keep an eye on that one. The Jason Shear hard to match energy two games in a row. When, and now you're on the road rule. So who is it? Uh, Providence Butler. Who are, who are you rooting? Like who do, I, I want Providence to win because I, I want Providence in Arizona's bracket because yeah. I think they're a fraud. Yeah, fraud. They're a sham team. I have a little sentimentality for Butler, but 
you know, go probably. Well, the bulldog is super cute. Actually, I don't even care enough, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> not that I think. Not that I think about it. Don't really care. Um, second upset. You're going to like this one. Washington State has been playing awful, which means that they're due for a good game Who is at that? USC. Oh. Now, I think USC is going to win, but don't be surprised if that game is closer than it should be. Should USC lose that game to Washington State? Um. I'm getting very close to calling the conference because it would be, I mean, you'd be, you know, now we have a opportunity to close it this week. Like if Arizona, we'll get to this, but if Arizona sweeps this week, it's over. It's done. It's, I think it's been pretty much done. No, no, no. I want it done. Too... Done, 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 done. You done. want like nail in the coffin done. Done, 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 done. Okay. If Arizona plays in San Diego, should we do it like a, a get together at SeaWorld? Sure. The San Diego Zoo. We'll see. Let's not get too far ahead. My last Arizona-San Diego memory was, uh, for football, was when Arizona lost by 150 to Nadamaka Sioux in the Holiday Bowl. That was brutal. And I drank wine and had a cigar with the football staff. Okay. Anyway. That was the. That was also the, the time when the... The reason Arizona won based lost that whole thing against not just because Nadamakatsu was on that team, because I feel like Stoops just like had everyone on pleasure tours. Yeah, it, like they went to SeaWorld. Let's, let's go over that weekend for Jason. It was okay? hilarious. Get to San Diego. Right. Grandfather dies. You don't you remember that yeah. now? My grandfather died. Well, <laughs> like, it was a good weekend. My mom's like, no, just stay and cover the game. I'm like a wreck. Right. Go to SeaWorld later that day <laughs> just to cover stuff. So no one knew it, but like my grandpa died that day. And like I'm, I was really close to my grandpa. I remember staying with Gersh. And uh, it poured. The press box was open air. So the doors were open as it was pouring. And they lost by 100. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst. The only other bad Arizona experience where I point to and say that was just awful was when Arizona lost to Buffalo in Boise. And I got sick. Remember, and it was freezing, and uh, yeah. So, good times. Boy, that's a good. But th- th- those were football times. Well, no. Well, the other Buffalo. one was basketball time. But if you've so- never been to an NCAA tournament, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, like a month ahead of myself. But if you've never been, I sincerely mean this. Beyond Arizona, it is so fun. Like you, you see teams that you don't usually see. The fans are there. It's just a super good experience. And with Arizona um, and San Diego, I know because there's a lot of breweries out there uh, that they will have enough alcohol for all of us. Maybe. And that's perfect. Yes. So with that being said, um, great, great win. Again, like tweet it. Like it's a it's a better win than it'll be given credit for because it'll be like, oh, Arizona barely beat an Oregon. No, Oregon played their best game of the season and Arizona beat them. And that's what we should be talking about. Has anyone checked on Michael Luke? Yeah, so Michael Luke took 10 hours to get from Fort Collins to Albuquerque. Whoa. It is a seven-hour drive. Shout out to Mike's driver, his father. <laughs> it's the slowest driver I've ever seen. But a great man. Great dude. But maybe Mike will make it home tomorrow. I know, I know that Mike <laughs> just has a sentimentality uh, with Dana Allman because they're from the same... Mike thought they would lose by more. Really? He told me at halftime they would lose by 15. And I said, I don't know. And then... 
Cody's getting a lot of crap because he tweeted that the game was over. I know he does it so. But they early. don't know. They don't know Cody. They no. You got to know Cody. He's doing it on purpose. Yeah, like it's like planned. It's like a planned tweet. Sometimes he does a little too early, and I go, Cody. I'll literally maybe I'll tweet. I'll tweet out the text. I go, pace yourself, Cody. It's still early. We got a long way to go, honey. So. You call him honey. Yeah. I thought I was your honey. You got. I got lots of honeys. Wow. That didn't sound good. Got, anyway. That was in different area codes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> on that note, it is 12 and then 1220. I it's late. have to transcribe now. So, thank you for joining us. Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Shelby. Bear down. Everybody's at dirt bags right now. Are we too old to go to dirt bags? Yeah, definitely. 1230. Let's go out. Yeah. Big dirt. Oh, my God. Shout out, Mark at Dirt Bags. Good night.